You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello. Hello. Hi, Pamela. Hi, Mariah. How's it going? It's going good. Well, I am with Pamela, who co-owns Silk and Salt Photography. And I am with Mariah, who owns Balance Your Wellness. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you forgot who we were. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's weekly. That's right. Sometimes you forget, and that's you okay. Mi- you might have other things going on in your life besides waiting for our podcast to drop. This one hour <laughs> out of your entire week. Um, so we have both had children birthed carried yeah. children yeah um it's been a little bit longer since between. i did since i did the birthing <laughs> than you um so but i, I still have remember three kids. It. yeah yeah well and and that memory is still kind of you know it's one of those things anytime you're with women and everyone starts sharing their stories and everything it's like it's kind of one of those cool things that you can connect with yeah on, on some things and everyone has their very very unique experiences as well mm-hmm. and their own unique challenges and rewards with that whole experience um so i've had three kids and you know i have a 10 year old an eight year old and a six year old Mm -hmm. Um, and you have three children i do but they are almost 23 18 and 13 yeah and did you and and you carried all three of those like they're all yep genetically yours they are genetically what's the word i'm thinking (laughs) they all they all came from you they did okay um but what was some of your experiences uh, with intimacy and like especially intercourse while pregnant? Because hmm. that's a question, you know, you get often, can I even have sex during yeah. pregnancy? Yeah. So I was a little bit weird. Um, I mean, I am a little bit weird, but the way that it manifested back when I was having kids was that I um, it was kind of a a granola head, like mama. Um, and so I had midwives mm-hmm. with, with my last two. Um, and I had a doula with my first one. <clears throat> and so I, I got that education about sex during pregnancy from my doula and my, and my midwives, you know, they, they were all like, Oh yeah, do absolutely do it. Like it helps ripen the cervix or whatever yeah. and, um you know and and we'll help you go into labor <clears throat> and um you know so it it really didn't sex didn't change all that much until the very end when i got <laughs> so huge his uncomfortable uh-huh. i don't know if you've if any of you guys have seen my picture but i'm not a big girl <laughs> And so I kind of looked like, um, and I was obviously even smaller back when I was like in my early twenties. And so I kind of looked like a pencil with a basketball and (laughs) it was extremely uncomfortable. And, um, and I just remember at one point just feeling too big to have sex. Everything hurts. Everything hurts. Like it wasn't that I was self-conscious about the way I looked. It was just like physically difficult. Yeah to get in a comfortable position <laughs> to have sex. But it's crazy because the hormones that go through. Yeah. 
you are fucking horny you're as extra hell. horny which is so stupid because it's like you, you you think you'd be horny because like this is your body telling you you need to make babies yeah you know i already got make, one cooking i know you think i'd be like yeah we're good can't do anything there yeah <laughs> negative ghostwriter <laughs> pattern is full <laughs> yeah like, why wouldn't that um be the feeling you have but those hormones are surging your blood volume has doubled mm-hmm. which some people don't realize and so that blood is pumping through your body and guess where you feel that you feel that down there you oh, feel yeah. like more sensations you have more nerve endings are kind of like perking up more down in your lady bits and so it's kind of like i want attention to this right now um nipple nipple stimulation for me was amazing during yeah. that time I was and like, nipple stimulation can help you go into labor too it really can yeah yeah it can help with contractions and stimulate that so you know some people would be afraid to do anything like that during like second trimester because you don't want to go into early term labor right but your body's really really good at knowing what to do and when to do it um that was one thing that terrified me my very first pregnancy um i was 19 not familiar with this whole process like what happens to your body and not educated and scared as hell anyway but the first time I had sex um I think it was kind of you know as when I was pregnant um not the first time but one of the times I had sex I started spotting and I think it was like in my second trimester and I was terrified I was losing my baby. baby. Mm-hmm. And so, cause I was like, I haven't spotted for weeks or whatever. Um, and so that was something that really, really scared me. And I just remember like shaking cause I was so scared of like, I did this because yeah. I chose to be horny. Yeah. Um, and so that was something that was very, very scary for me and made me feel really, really guilty. Um, but it was completely normal. Like that totally happens Yeah. kind of, you know, all throughout Especially if maybe it's a little more um, enthusiastic loving. <laughs> um, but the, that kid is so padded in there and there's so many things like oh, yeah. they're fine. They're completely they really fine. Um, and if, you know, you do have issues with maybe a shorter cervix or things like that, you're going to know and your, your, your doctor or your doula or, you know, your midwife hopefully has educated you on some of those things to like watch out for. Um, but yeah, I just remember I was panicking the first, first time that I saw that and just felt like I had no one to call. Cause I was like, if I call my OB, I'm putting them out, you know, to call them instead of being comfortable feeling like I could call. So I like asked a friend who had a baby, you know, like a year before me, which was hard because I was so young, yeah. pregnant. I couldn't reach out to this huge gaggle of women who right. have already had kids or it had been like 20 plus years since they had kids. Yeah. <laughs> so that was hard. Um, but, you know, what's normal? Uh, like drive and it's totally okay to feel not attractive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing. I just I felt like a cow. Yeah. I was just like, I everything's changing. Yeah. Including um, my scent down there like my own um like ph levels and things like that would be different um you know and so that like understanding that those changes can totally happen and it's you know don't panic and it's pretty temporary yeah feel like you're gonna be pregnant forever so that sucks right 
I think my second pregnancy was the first time that I got like a yeast infection or a bacterial infection, something like that down there. Mm. And I was just like, what is this? <laughs> because before then, my pussy had always smelled like, <laughs> you know, baby's breath. And <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, pregnancy changes your hormones so much. It affects everything. And these days, there's so much more information out there. Oh, it's a Google search away. Right? Like, you can figure things out on your own usually. But back then, we didn't have that that ability to just Google everything that went wrong. Yeah. Well, and then, so I suffered from, and I can't remember the actual name of it. I should have looked it up. But it's called SPD. And it stands for something long and technical and medical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But pretty much you release too much relaxin. Um, And so that's the hormone that helps your ligament spread. So, you know, helps baby come out, helps your hips spread, things like that. Um, But I, like my body didn't stop producing it when it should have, like, or not adjust enough. So I had extreme pain while walking um, like my pubic bone felt like it was being torn in half. Like, and so to add sex on top of that yeah. already painful pregnancy made me feel it hurt so bad. But then I felt really, really guilty, completely like denying, you know, my mm-hmm. partner that and my husband, you know, where and then towards the end when I'm like, I'm fucking done with this pregnancy. Let's fuck as much as we can because I do know that helps. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's like, okay, this is worth it. But you really, you're like limited to one position. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like sperm helps um, thin the cervix. Mm -hmm. And orgasms can help um, stimulate contractions as well. And it's kind of like a mini little practice. Um, So if you are having regular sex right towards that end, you know, it is good to help. Uh, kind of get things moving yeah um and you're gonna be off you know you're gonna be on sex rest for a few weeks after baby comes so hurry and get that out of your system now (laughs) that's true doesn't work that way no No. you're always yeah yeah so let's talk about climaxing during birth because this Mm, is a have you heard about this before it's a fairly common occurrence um with people and i think it happens less often um in more conservative cultures and I think it happens obviously less often in cultures where um, there's less natural birth right because if you're you're drugged up you're you're not going to feel it but my experience was that I tried to have a natural hospital birth with my first one and I was 18 years old Mm -hmm. and um, really sexually inexperienced but I remember um, when I started when the contraction stopped and I went into the pushing phase, I felt so much relief. And then when I started pushing, it felt amazing until my asshole of an OB. <gasps> episiotomy. He stopped me. I had told him oh. I did not under any circumstances want an episiotomy. He told me to stop pushing and he started giving me an episiotomy. So he gave me a shot down there to numb everything. And mm, so like a local he, anesthetic. Mm-hmm, and so he robbed me of that experience and I am bitter about it to this day. Yeah. And that was so normal, you know, 23 years ago is that um, episiotomy who that actually is 
now after years of research and knowing it's a lot worse to oh, do yeah. because and it makes knew, you forces you to tear well, more that's I, why i didn't want it because my doula at the time taught <laughs> me that it was safer to tear than for them to cut you because when they cut you it's through the muscles and the skin mm-hmm. and when you tear it's just the skin yep if i might ask for people who don't understand medical terms episiotomy is it's when they cut your vaginal opening um to make it bigger so that the baby has more room to come out to prevent you from tearing it's at the back of the so closer to the anus Mm -hmm. which honestly is now uh because now if you have these muscles that are cut they're not holding anything together that just kind of like freeway tears through can be through your anus and that's what a lot of people were suffering from and those stitches and things and then um, re-tearing through that area again with, you know, second, yeah. third, fourth, fifth yeah. deliveries kind of thing. And it just wasn't, it wasn't a good, healthy practice. You know. Um, and I was so bitter about it then too, because like it took six weeks for those stitches to heal. Oh. Um, and it was painful every time I urinated and, um, you know, it was bad enough being a teenager and trying to recover from childbirth, not having like a supportive community around me. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, so and it was insult to injury. You mm-hmm. know, I don't regret too much of being a young mom because I do feel like my body was able to bounce back a little bit more than mm-hmm. if I had been in my late thirties. Possibly, sure. sure. Um, I'm still not there in my late 30s so I cannot relate to anybody um, who maybe is pregnant or has had a child later in life but you know it can be hard on your body and you're more tired Um, I'm wondering how hormones might change that sex drive too during that time Mm -hmm. because that's typically oh we're watching a YouTube video on on the episiotomy right now um so perineum that's perineum. the word i couldn't think yeah. of they cut the per- not that i would expect most men to know what that is but taint taint yeah yeah it's that um and so that was one thing i've never had was a pdz on me and that was and i actually was like worried about it and i was like do i need one because i knew about them and um they were like no we don't do that unless there's an issue where we need to get baby out faster or something, you yeah, know, like yeah. just like a, a cesarean section would be, you know, it's only an emergency. Exactly. Situation. So I was like, and that was, you know, 13 years after you did have your first that I had my mm-hmm. first. So I was picturing a simple incision. This, this video shows the use of scissors. Yes. Oh yeah. Like, scissors. and that is a long cut. Yeah. It is really an awful procedure and it caused scar tissue down there which it still causes pain during sex sometimes to this day my my ex-wife when she gave birth to my daughter and we hit the you know we got off sex rest Mm -hmm. and we had a very difficult time having sex after that yeah for she had to go in and get treatments because of it i don't know if it was because of the episiotomy but i kind of wonder now after seeing that because i know that she ended up getting that done yeah yeah well, and then Sorry. you have these male doctors who sometimes are doing the husband a favor oh, by giving I you the assholes. the extra stitch to make you tighter afterwards. Yeah. They call it the virgin stitch. Mm-hmm. I thought it was called the husband stitch. 
or the husband's stitch. <laughs> but exactly. Look at just the fucking sound of that. Yeah. Oh, that is a male doctor. I have never once heard of a female doctor doing that yeah. or offering that. And typically they wouldn't ask. They would just assume that that's wanted afterwards. Right. Um, I only got stitches with my first. Um, and because... <laughs> Uh, interesting story. The he came so quickly because I released so much relaxin. <laughs> there wasn't much to hold this kid in, um, so they didn't realize how fast I was going to go with my first. And um, she, they, the on-call doctor wasn't there yet, and so the resident doctor got to just barely catch him. Oh wow! Yeah, the nurse came in. And she's like. Oh, his head's crowning. And then she looked straight at my mom because my mom started to giggle because she was like, oh, we didn't even know. And she looked at my mom and was like, you do not make her laugh. Like was so upset with my mom laughing in that room. Wow. But it was, it was kind of scary. Like because uh, how unprepared they were. Yeah. But yeah, so this resident doctor trying to stitch me up and that took, you know, over an hour goodness of her gracious. asking for different gauges of needles and things and i was like i'm gonna be fucking hamburger down there like i was so scared about Aww. this um and so then they ended up having uh one of the nurses like needle needle the neonatal nurse come in because she was you know good with like smaller areas yeah and was able to to stitch things up but yeah interesting story on that one but yeah. i re was really really worried about it and I wasn't sexually active after I had him, so I didn't even know how that healed or anything. Yeah, um, yeah. But. You know, interestingly, this this one doctor who thought that I wasn't big enough to push my first baby through, um, my third baby was like a pound bigger than my first, <laughs> and I had the scar tissue down there, which does not stretch. No. And I had a midwife and a home birth. So obviously no episiotomy. And this, my third baby had the biggest damn head you have ever seen on a child. <laughs> we called him big headed brother for like the longest time. Um, Cause his noggin was just a big ass melon. And, and I pushed him through without tearing. So yeah. just your body, your body knows, knows what to do. Um, you know, and there are some people that do need some medical intervention. I'm never going to say that, that, you know, everybody knows what to do and everybody's yeah. totally fine with that. And that's why, you know, births are very complicated, but then there's that no sex rest. Mm. Um, how long did, were you told? Six weeks, I think. Six weeks is typical. Yeah. I was told six weeks. Yeah. I always was told six weeks. Did you wait six weeks? No. No. How I long did, did you think to you the waited? day. To the day? To the day. Oh, wow. you're so respectful. I was horny. <laughs> I wanted it sooner. Right? And I felt um, the two, the you know, my two second kids, not my first, um, uh, that was, it was an easy, easy delivery because I didn't tear and, you know, yeah. things were in. Um, well, I actually was told I'd minor, had minor tearing that wasn't going to need stitches. And so, like, I felt like my body was able to naturally heal instead of like um, forcefully heal, I guess, mm -hmm. you know? Like, yeah. I, that's that weird thing to say. But anyway, and yeah, I think we waited possibly two and a half, possibly three. <laughs> I was ready. 
I was like, I feel fine. Yeah. I could go run a marathon right now and feel fine. And, um, you know, I figured like once ble- bleeding was stopped and I was comfortable and I don't know. So that was kind of something that I know a lot of people are really, really worried about with sex after birth. Yeah. Um, so you said you didn't wait the full six weeks. How long do you feel like you do you remember it all? Probably four weeks. Yeah. Do you remember the experience afterwards? Like if it was uncomfortable, obviously with the stitches. Yeah, that first one, I, I definitely did wait six weeks, actually. Um, or, or really close to it because mm-hmm. of the stitches. Um, but the last two, I just don't remember. Like, honestly, I... So that means it probably wasn't a yeah, negative experience. Right. Then. Like, it definitely wasn't traumatic for me. Or, or I would have yeah. remembered. Yeah. Um, but it also wasn't, like, outstanding. I, I just... One one thing I do remember um, is with my first one, I remember she would, you know, I, I co-slept with all my kids. Mm-hmm. And so I remember at one point in some kind of groggy state, like breastfeeding my baby mm-hmm. um, and having sex with my husband, like because <laughs> I was laying in the bed. So like, like and then he was, behind, yeah, he was yeah. spooning me and, and fucking me and. And it felt amazing, but then afterwards I felt a little bit guilty <laughs> because but I was you're like, able to take care of your baby and enjoy yourself. Like, yeah, I, I mean, today, like, I don't really have a problem. I mean, she was an infant, infant, like tiny yeah. baby. There's no yeah. way she. No, we straight up had sex in front of our babies. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. Give a shit. They don't remember. Right. That's how you were made. <laughs> but it's like, it's like that state in the middle of the night where you're just like, oh, you know, you're just I, taking care of physical needs. Or you wake up already having sex and you're like, oh, so it wasn't a dream. <laughs> Done that. We call, I call that zombie sex. It happens. It totally happens. But Brady, yeah. add it to the glossary. That's going on the list. Zombie sex. <laughs> But yeah, you're like half asleep and, you know, you're like, oh, we are doing this. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that was always a huge question for me and, and was so, so worried. Do I feel okay? Yeah. Now, am I like this hot dog down a hallway? <laughs> so worried about it. Um, I And never ending complaints. And, I've all, and I did ask because I was like, am I okay down there? <laughs> you're, you're, yeah elasticity is a thing oh um, yeah you bounce back and and nursing does help with that it does yeah. um because you do produce um pitocin mm-hmm. when you nurse and that's why playing with your nipples when you're you know full term pregnancy you know like yeah. you're kind of done and if you play with those nipples it kind of helps produce and um you know tiny tiny doses of pitocin that it's like hey Let's have some contractions now. Exactly. So when you're nursing, you get contractions and that helps the uterus and everything kind of close and tighten up a little mm-hmm. bit. And so that's, oh, nursing was a hard, hard thing. First three days. If you can get through those three days, it was, it was not as bad, but yeah. Um, yeah. Cause those cramps and then, you know, chap nips. Yeah. That's the other thing. Um, how were you when you were still, did, did you nurse your baby? Yeah, you just told me you did. I did. I nursed my babies for a long ass time. Well, I, I mean, think you, you've already said you're pretty granola. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty fucking crunchy. So my first baby I nursed for two and a half years, second baby three years, and third baby three and a half years. Yeah. 
But like the that last year, you know, with it's the seriously like last yeah last couple once a day it's maybe maybe once a day maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's really now just a bonding experience it's comfort more than, for yeah, them yeah. Yeah. yeah more than nutrients or anything um if I might share yeah. something humorous I yeah. have heard uh, breastfeeding re- uh, referred to as Catholic birth control yeah because sure. it's, it's supposed to keep you from ovulating yeah. But um, don't but rely on no. it. No. No. <laughs> no, this is how I have friends who There's have a reason why there's a lot of Catholics. Irish twins. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it does. It helps uh, keep you from ov- ovulating for a time, but it's not that 100% at and all. And it didn't work for me. No. I mean, I started my period so soon after mm-hmm. giving birth. So it just depends on the person. It does. Um I struggled to ha- be intimate when I was still nursing um, or I always kept a bra on because I was one, if I did get somewhat turned on, I would have let down. Uh-huh. And that's when you don't do anything and milk just starts squirting in 30 different directions <laughs> and it will freaking squirt. Like I was a producer. What kind and of yeah, distance? Right? Oh, I think I at least got five feet or more. That's incredible. It, it depended on no like... No wonder you were selling your milk. Yeah, I did. <laughs> my uh, my mother's nickname growing while I was growing up was Moo Cow. Because when she was pregnant with me, a few days before she gave birth, my dad said something smart-ass to her. And, and she squirted him. She flipped out from like 25 feet away. That oh, is come awesome. on. Yeah. I think that's one of those big fish stories. I, I remember the room growing up in that house uh-huh. that my dad told when I heard the story and I was like, where was she standing? Maybe she just tried to squirt him, but she really just spit and made him think it was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Could be. Breast milk is delicious. Yeah, it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. my husband, Bert. What, what was someone, they compared it to like a melon juice type, like cantaloupe juice, I think is kind of what I've heard it referred Cantaloupe to it reminded me of the milk you would make to like go to sleep you know like the warm, warm glass milk. of milk you add a little sugar to it and heat it up you That's added what it sugar me. to milk yeah to help me sleep oh, i had adhd as a kid sugar helps so let's give you more sugar <laughs> no you still have adhd as an adult <laughs> yeah but i don't have i don't have childhood adhd anymore okay yeah now it's right. adult cool um <laughs> but yeah so that was one thing that i kind of struggled with a little bit so it killed a tiny bit of our sex life because my boobs were so lovely and giant and then we couldn't quite play with them or it would just be this milky sticky mess like soaked soak sheets i would always have to have like bert would that have stopped you hell no it wouldn't have stopped, that would not have stopped me <laughs> it would be me because guess who's cleaning everything right. up That's no 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 no, no it's the man i would have taken care of cleaning it up. right over that area during yeah. everything he only has one mouth though and i got two tits that are leaking <laughs> i i would have bought rubberized sheets <laughs> yeah have, have her in like a cup catching the other one there's got to be a hard floor somewhere just in the put, house where it won't soak in just put a breast pump on one and, and the man on the other i'm pretty sure that was sometimes that i was like well i'm not gonna waste this because i would fill nursing pads Jeez. you know like wow. hourly i i and so i had to stop buying like the disposable ones because i was like oh my gosh this is so much money yeah and they would just get so soaked and like be heavy so and you it, got the ones you could wash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, was, it was just so frustrating. And so I'm like, I want to have sex, but now I know I'm going to have this extra thing I have to think of. Um, plus, you're so exhausted. 
after oh, a new yeah. baby and just realizing that even if your vag is totally fine and your boobs aren't squirting everywhere, you're going to be tired and things are going to change. Your priorities somewhat shift to another human being. Right. Um, and I think it's it's a good thing to kind of have discussions with partners. Oh, I totally so agree. So it's like I'm not – I'm not forgetting about you yeah, and I'm not forgetting about us and our connection. Um, just know that it's going to shift hugely mm-hmm. and, and for a while, a long time. And I think at least six months, yeah, at least that's something that I don't think people talk to new dads about like to no. prepare them for that. You know, their wife is not really going to be interested in them f- in that way for mm-hmm. quite some time. And if they understood that this is a r- normal thing, yeah. And didn't take it personally. They could probably work through it. Well, and let's just even talk about, like, what if it's um, postpartum depression, too, that you're going oh, yeah. through. That's mm-hmm. going to hugely affect your sex life. That's probably going to be the first thing that drops. Right. You can't not – I mean, you, I, I don't know many people who can be intimate when they're having, you know, very low lows and depression and, you know, yeah. typically – that's the first thing that goes. It's really hard to have connection with somebody. And so to understand, you know, maybe being patient and understanding and trying to have still those discussions without some of the blame, because we as women cannot choose our hormones. No. Like those just happen. Um, And so when we feel guilted into not being able to just perk up and be ready for this, it makes it, it drives an even bigger you know, separation between us, a wedge between that. And so that can, you know, really trickle over into months and maybe even years after kids. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so sad. There's a Harvard study that was released in 2014 that said, that suggests that babies cry to keep their moms exhausted to prevent them from ovulating and to prevent their parents from having sex. So there's no competition. <laughs> it, it's an evolution. I think it's, uh, I swear oh, that I've read an evolutionary biologist talk about it being yeah, it makes sense. something that it, it's part of the, they call it the selfish gene. Or That's uh, awesome. Yeah. If you keep other have babies. Have you read from, that book? Mm-hmm. Richard Dawkins. Oh, I have, a, I have so all of his books. So now if you have like a baby with colic, it's just because, you know, that baby's like, I don't want another sibling. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. It, it might just be. Kidding. Colic yeah. may be something that's evolved on <laughs> the side to because yeah. it prevented other children from being made mm-hmm. totally interesting. Yeah. We're just, interesting we're just animals that have evolved sorry i didn't mean to like mess up you guys's jive <laughs> no no i love that thank you for sharing thank you for looking it up no worries that's what i'm here for <laughs> any other personal experiences that you remember kind of with pregnancy and sex Brian, i'm old i don't really remember anything Anything anymore. anyone shared with you before? I don't think you're allowed to say you're old with that face, just for the record. <laughs> I just remember I was either 100% horny or absolutely not at all, don't touch me. Like, there really wasn't a very much in between yeah. while I was pregnant. Um, I remember having such a hard time with how I felt, felt, felt. Oh, good God. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, like, yes, I know I'm changing. That's obviously expected. Yes, I feel quite large. Um, I don't feel attractive. Um, I feel tired and uncomfortable. And now I'm supposed to be excited for (laughs) intimacy. You know, and so that was kind of something that I struggled with. It was, 
even if I felt okay and wasn't hurting or whatever, I was so exhausted. Yeah. Just it drains you completely. Um, but those orgasms were amazing. <laughs> I just remember, I don't know if it was all the pressure oh, down yeah. there, all the extra blood flow, but I remember pregnancy orgasms were maybe some of the best orgasms I've ever had. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so my husband wasn't all that interested in having sex with me when I got bigger during pregnancy. That That is one thing I remember. I was snappy. I was kind of an asshole too, though. I, I can't speak for anyone else, but I know that like my biggest concern was causing more discomfort. Because all you hear all day is like, oh, I'm bloated. I got to pee all the time. Yeah. I'm upset. My yeah. boobs hurt. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and then it's like, well, I don't want to add to this problem. But, you know, like, could you lay on your side? <laughs> Was that it for you, you know? Bert? Like or... I, I, but I didn't even ask. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. No. W- was that was that it for you, Bert? Or um, did you just was it an attract attraction issue? No, I, I think it was genuine concern for your condition. Um, because that's how I am. Okay, but have you ever been into pregnant women? Because uh, that's a fetish for some. Actually, frankly, people. I I found you equally attractive. There was oh. No. In in fact, you'd actually get, you'd get very wet during sex when you were pregnant. Mm -hmm. Oh, I do remember that. And that was kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, I never felt like my ex-wife was unattractive. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I know that like there are lots and lots of people that find it super hot to have sex with a pregnant woman. I have a friend who, um was recently pregnant with her first and she's a young woman and they started swinging at about the same time that she got pregnant mm. and um and sh- they just had so many offers from guys who thought that was so exciting pregnant yeah. but she got pregnant when they started swinging no okay no 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 not by another per- like pregnant no by no, no. i mean yeah no but i then meant they kind of explored this yeah they, while I, she was what? Yeah. While she was still pregnant. Gotcha. So they have not um they have not tried swinging while not pregnant until just really recently. Hmm. Because they had their baby and then they had to wait and so. Yeah. So there were a lot of men that There were a lot of men that wanted to have sex with a pregnant woman. That yes, there are. That's what I'm saying. It's so I was single when I was pregnant with my first. And that was out of the woodwork. Would they come? It was the, I was like, what the hell? I feel so ugly right now. I am 19. I don't have a fucking clue what's going on in my life. How is this attractive? And again, what's the biological drive there? Because you are fertile. You are fertile, but you cannot conceive. You can't. At that time. So... But it's proven it that you like, can have. Yeah, you I know, proven it seems you can. like the attraction would be there like after you had the baby. And when but you then that's competition to again. your own. I have no clue. So in the wild, bears will kill the cubs of competitive males. Right. So that the female bear will go back into heat. Right. Oh. And a bears are mammals. We're mammals. Mm-hmm. I imagine there's some kind of a, ooh, pregnant. I mm. could I could take the I'll place of. i kill your young. <laughs> I, don't, I, th- I think human beings don't kill each other's young <laughs> for the most part. But I could totally see that being somewhere in our evolutionary chain is like, ooh, that one's capable. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm going to spread my seed, that's where I should be throwing it. Mm 
Um, and a lot of people thinking just because I'm single, it's okay to touch my belly. That I don't was think something... that had to do with you being single. I think that had to do with you being pregnant because I got that too. All it didn't happen as much with my other two. But is that because you were hanging out with your husband? Ooh, quite possibly. Yeah, quite possibly. And he's a pretty intimidating looking person. He's not a little guy. My husband is not an intimidating looking person. He's very approachable. So he's very approachable. So I people touch my belly all the time. Well, and then you're so, you know, like like you how you explained, just this cute little petite and then this big old basketball. So it's kind of like, oh, it's really obvious you're pregnant instead yeah. of like some people where you're like, I don't want to be that asshole. No, that's true. Something. I got asked so many times with my last one because he was the biggest you. one. If, well, no, I, I was oh. asked if it was twins. Oh, okay. <laughs> all the time. And then the other thing that I heard all the time is, haven't you popped yet? assholes you're like no i still have five months <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did uh did people touch your bellies without asking yes because yes i gotta be honest with you i if i'm somewhat comfortable around a pregnant woman i'll ask but or i always ask. ask yeah asking is yeah, fine i would never just walk up and be like Hoo -hoo. any kind of touch you should ask for consent but this was not that hmm. i mean people just assume it's okay well and you're helpless too because you're pregnant <laughs> so what are you gonna do chase me <laughs> Well, and it is. I kind of get some of those conversations people have, you know, that want to say like, oh, is it twins or have you popped yet? Because it's very obvious. You're very large. Yeah. What else am I supposed to say? Oh, my God, you are massive. I know. Are you doing OK? <laughs> Can you walk? Do we need a Can wheelchair? You breathe? Right? Yeah. How many times have you peed your pants today? Because <laughs> I, for one, peed my pants all the time being pregnant. <laughs> that was actually a big fear of mine. I was mm. so worried I was going to pee during sex. Because you already have a pressure on one side right. of your bladder. Now you're getting pressure on the other side of your bladder. And then, you know, when you do orgasm, you know, it's kind of like that, like you relax type. Just Mariah, to you just go pee before sex. <laughs> Sometimes. Problem solved. <laughs> but what if I'm holding it so I can pee after sex so I don't get a UTI? <laughs> just drink a bunch of water. No, no. <laughs> Right before it never was sex. a huge deal, but every once in a while I'd be like, "Oh no, <laughs> this is worse than breast milk everywhere." Um, but that was kind of something that was always a little, you know, interesting. Is people just kind of expecting that because you're pregnant, you have no autonomy? <laughs> right. You're already being a host to something else. So let's just be a host to my hand rubbing your belly. <laughs> like it really was kind of one of those things that I was like, huh. I did notice a lot of people would like open doors and yeah. um, put my groceries in. <laughs> um, just and, be a little more courteous. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. I did enjoy some of that attention, but some of like the weird, creepy mm. um, come ons. I was like, no, go away. Go away. Yeah. Um, it's always a mixed bag never know well can i say thanks for being so open and honest because you guys answered some questions i really actually had and i oh, i honestly good. had never really put a lot of thought in like a episiotomy yeah. um but i know that it, like i've heard the word and it had been an issue in my sex life yeah mm -hmm. so i'm it was good to hear that so yeah. I, thank you very much You're welcome thanks very for much. sharing with all of our listeners as well 
And one of these days we can talk a little bit about my hysterectomy and how that, because I had a vaginal hysterectomy, mm. and how much that was horrific. Because, you know, we're talking about stitching and st- uh, stitches and scar tissue yeah. and things. And to it this was day, traumatic for to you. To this day, I'm still struggling with it. And it's so. affected your sex life. Somewhat. Yeah. yeah. In other ways, it's also like a relief, you know, like just knowing that on the back of my mind, we can fuck all we want and I will not get pregnant because that was always a huge thing. I was a very fertile person. Um, And so like so many scares every month was like me. And even with my tubes tied after I had my tubes tied, I was so paranoid and all these things, Um, you know, and I I was a little crazy on... uh, on birth control not crazy i struggled with the hormone the um synthetic hormones like it just didn't jive well with my body and so um that was something i was really excited when i could finally tie my tubes yeah and then i had issues with those oh no um yeah i think it would be really great if we did an episode about hysterectomies and vasectomies mm-hmm. and maybe any type of medical intervention mm-hmm. down there too would be interesting i yeah. know a few people who have um had the the lady lift oh yeah. yeah the lady lift we need to talk about that yeah okay totally talk about that yeah. we'll add that to the list if anybody would like to hear more about the lady lift you can reach out to us at salty at gmail.com <laughs> Um, yeah, so many wonderful, awesome episodes coming. We also have finally dropped our Patreon. That's true. Please become part of our Patreon community. Um, you can find our page at patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast. And the first 100 subscribers after we reach that number, will get a special photo of you and I. Yeah, that's right. So photo surprise. You want to be one of the first 100. Yes, you do. Yes. (laughs) Um, Again, you can find us where any quality podcast is aired. Aired? Yeah. Played? Yeah. Dropped? Housed? Cast? All of the. I will do all the things because I can't think of the right (laughs) word. (laughs) Anomic aphasia. Yes. Twitter, we kind of keep that updated, kind of. We're doing better on that. Yeah. We're going to have some more fun ways to interact with us on Twitter. Uh, but you can find that at Salty Sex Cast. Um, yeah. That's, that's cool about things. it. Yeah. So we will see you again next week. And stay sexy. And salty. Bye. Bye. Yeah. And what's puberty? Puberty. Well, puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself. And there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.